The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Lift up your hands unto heaven. Lord, rain upon your sons, your daughters, your children, every category. Let there be such an enveloping of your presence and your power to produce the relevance you intend for this season. As I stand in my office tonight as an apostle of the Lord Jesus, I declare, let there be a full delivery of what the sons of men need for their expression. Everyone held captive by the enemy. I speak to that captivity. Just like Jesus said to that woman who was bent over. Ought not this daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, ought I not to be free? I announce freedom for every of such tonight. Every long-standing affliction, I address you by the blood that guarantees victory. I declare victory, declared everywhere. Tonight, as I stand in obedience to him that sent me to the nations, I declare someone's story changes forever. Let there be such a release of glory that will make life easy from tonight. Oh, I declare one more time. I say, let there be such a release of glory that will make life easy from tonight. Let there be such manifestations. For the manifestations of the sons of men everywhere. Somebody who has been on the edge of global relevance, I declare tonight will be that night that you will cross over from local territories to global platform. I repeat. You've been on the edge of global relevance. But tonight I declare there will be such a release of God's glory that will push you to a global platform. Every container that will not let your destiny manifest its full capacity. Tonight I declare it shall be broken. As we magnify Jesus and his death tonight. Everything that that death represents becomes your manifestation. Anything that is not in conformity which is death Tonight, I declare every of such thing 
will be under divine compulsion to, to comply in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Wave those hands to Jesus all over this house. As you are waving hands, I see angels, angels of fire all over the house. Liberating people's destiny, releasing people's destiny. I see release everywhere. I said, I see release everywhere. I see release everywhere. Oh, I see release everywhere. I said, I see release everywhere. We give you praise, Lord Jesus. You may be seated. It's a joy to be here tonight. You know, tonight is just one of those nights. It wasn't planned. And it seems the meetings that were not planned on this trip are the most powerful. I was in Okoba yesterday. There's no way you would have known that that meeting wasn't planned. That it was just Saturday afternoon that Pastor Aches approached me and I, uh, and I agreed to be part of it. In fact, after I agreed, I said, what did you just agree to? I thought you were going to rest. Well, ladies and gentlemen, apart from the place, apart from the part from the place was packed. I know workers' conference was powerful. It was not close to yesterday. Something broke loose in the realm of the spirits. And I came in the fountain or in the flow of what broke loose. Tonight, you know, everything just aligned. Pastor Leo was surprised when he called us and we said, okay. We are on a pebble lake. You couldn't believe it. Because as of 6.30, I was still on lane trying to check in. And by, by 7.05, I was there. Oh, you didn't hear me. I was on lane to check in at Muritala International Airport. And 7.05, I was there. Do your maths. It's a miracle. In almost 20 years of traveling in this nation, I've never seen that before. But it just have to happen because somebody's story, somebody's story, somebody's story is about to receive a major impact of God's glory. You know, when your story receives an impact of glory, something changes. You know, a lot of times, what you literally need is glory. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, One is, what is going to be happening in the body of Christ for people that are sensitive going forward is that the body is coming into a season of glory. Get on your feet. He said, there is a glory that was prophesied, but now is the time. Now is the season. There's a shift in the realm of the spirit. The, 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 the era of playing games, that era is over. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, for people that will be sensitive, when people walk into your meetings, there will be such tangibility that cannot be denied. That cannot be denied. There will be a difference between an academic delivery and a glory delivery. There will be a difference between an intellectual delivery and a glory delivery. Is somebody ready for what God is about to release? Glory like we have never seen. He said the glory of the latter house shall be greater. And I came to declare as a prophet of God, we are right in the middle of it. God spoke to me on Monday while I was ministering here. He said, this is the season of pure breed. A breed that will not be contaminated. A breed ready to take over a takeover generation. Am I talking to members of that generation? Something is about to be released. And that's why we've got to get our focus together. We need to get our focus together. Tonight is about Jesus. 
It's not about needs. Sit down. Luke chapter 22. Oh, how for such a release of God's glory. Something broke loose. Your destiny is about to boom, launch, get launched. In fact, it's going to feel like somebody just get God born. You know, it's like you were born. Say, wow. I've been hanging around until now. But now I'm living. Are you listening? Luke 22 and verse 19. Oh, the glory of Jesus is here. Luke chapter 22, verse 19. You know, there's something that... I just saw something again. There's going to be such a release of revelations for the last 24 hours. I just saw something I never saw before. Verse 18. Jesus said, I will not drink of the fruit of the wine until the kingdom of God comes. You know, one of the things that the body of Christ needs to return back to is the consciousness of heaven. There is too much earthly content in our messages. So we have a people mostly tied to earthly things. But I came tonight to tell somebody it's time to elevate. And occupy the place where you are already in. I'm not talking about something strange to you. I'm talking about where you are really located. But but looking at Luke, Luke, Luke 22, verse 18. Jesus said, I will not drink of the fruit of the wine until the kingdom of God comes. In other words, he's talking about the full manifestation of the kingdom. And that full manifestation will not happen until we get to heaven. Because here there is still contamination. I don't know if you agree with me. There's still a matter of things we're dealing with. But there's a fullness of the kingdom that awaits the body. Oh, the marriage supper of the lamb. So one of the things that should be on our mind when, oh, when we're having communion is that, wow, one day I'll be doing this with Jesus. He said it. He had it with the disciples and he said, I sign out on this note. The next time we are having it, it will be in the fullness of the kingdom. So one of the things that communion ought to create is the consciousness of heaven. That one day I'm going to sit with the Lord. <laughs> and he's going to be, this time around, I won't have to remember him because he will be there. Oh, you didn't hear me. You know, now we're doing it in remembrance of him. But that one, it will be in the party. I thought somebody will jump up and start celebrating based on that revelation. In a, you didn't get it. In the expectation of that party, that Jesus will be there and we will not need to remember him because he will be the chairman of the party. If you are here awaiting that party, jump on your feet and just just release your expectation in joy. Hey! Are you looking forward to having a party with Jesus? There's no party like that party. Come on, rejoice in anticipation. A party like no other party. He said, the next time I'm having this with you, it will be there. But in the meantime, do this. Sit down, sit down, sit down. The next time, 
I will be part of it. Hey. It will be in the fullness. In the kingdom of my father. Verse 19. It says, and he took bread and gave thanks. That's another important component of communion. Communion should revolve around thanksgiving. Thanksgiving for the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Unto, unto the father of our Lord Jesus Christ for what he has done in giving us Jesus. The greatest gift ever. I know some of you love your wife. You can spoil your wife. Do you know the way we've been spoiled with Jesus? There's no gift comparable with it. For God so... Oh, it's one thing to love, but it's another thing to so love. Mata Kayasha. He so loved you that he gave you what you can never merit. So he said, I'm trying to pay for it. Don't try. Because you cannot save enough. <laughs> To pay for the gift. Greater gift. Greatest gift. Greater love. So in, in, in the consciousness of that. There's such a thing as an attitude of thanksgiving. Because some of us were so need conscious. That we forget the real meaning of communion. You know the Lord dealt with me recently. He said you just think communion is about getting healed. Getting your needs met. Staying under the protective covering of God. He's saying as much as I get all that to you. He said, listen, it's not about my gift. It's about my person. So Jesus took bread and he gave thanks. Before he did anything. Before he even broke the bread, he gave thanks. He gave thanks. Then broke it. And gave it to them. Saying, this is my body, which is broken for you. So there's such a thing as a remembrance of he that took upon flesh. The only reason why he got a body was because of you. He needed nobody. He was divine. Full divinity. In his glory. But he took upon flesh. He ended up with a what? A body. And the whole essence of that body is you. He did not need a body. He was fine without a body. But he took upon flesh. And now, with a body, he came to this planet. And why? So that he can give that body to you. Hmm. This is my body. Which is given to you. So that body exists for you. So because of that, do this. So when you hold that bread. Hey, before you start thinking about your healing. Start thinking about the body of Jesus. The body he did not need. He was complete without that body. So it's not like, oh, he needed a body to be complete. He was complete without the body. He was God. He was so complete that the one without the body was the one that gave you a body. He was part of us that said, let us make man. And it was the only part of us that took upon the body. 
You know, he's forever in, his, in a class of, his, of himself in, divini- in, 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 in terms of Trinity. The other two components of Trinity are bodiless. In the sense of, you know, this kind of body. But he took upon a body that can be touched. Someone said, how do you know? Even after he resurrected, they touched him. You know, there will be a difference between you and angels in heaven. Because the same way Jesus is there with a glorified body, you will be there with a body. It's just that that body will now be conditioned for heaven. So you are with a body condition for what? Heart. But the point I'm trying to make now is this. He did not need to have a body. He would not have needed to come here. But now he took up a body for you. Can you close your eyes and lift up your two hands? Because I believe we have not thanked him enough. Because if you have been thanking him enough, you won't have time to be worrying. You won't have time to be anxious. You won't have time to be afraid. Those are proofs that you have not been thanking him enough. I feel the glory of God here. If you have been thanking him enough, you, you will not even have an opportunity to be depressed. Hey, Lekia Sataba. This is my body. And you know what? Look at me. He now calls it my body. Oh, God loves me. He did not need a body. But now he's owning it. God owning a body. He owned it. This is my body. Jesus told me to tell somebody tonight, he said, I'm proud to share in humanity. Hallelujah. You didn't hear me. I'm proud to share in humanity. So it's not like he's looking down from heaven and saying, oh, you know what, you folks, you are so messed up. I just had pity on you. I took upon flesh, I died for you. It's okay, it's okay. I'll do it because I'm love. No. Go and read what the Bible says about him in Hebrews chapter 2. It's not a shame to call, hey, oh, you didn't hear him. It's not a shame. Can you imagine you and Jesus walking in heaven and an angel pass and say, that's my brother. <laughs> oh, you, are you listening to me? No angel is his brother. But he said, that's my brother. That's my brother. Unashamedly, he identifies with us. This is my body, which is given for you. The whole essence of that body is you. And that's why you all seated here, you beautiful people seated there are called the body of Christ. Oh, you didn't hear that? I've never preached it on my life before. This is my body. <laughs> this is my body. This is my body. Riala kusete ye menti sikiata griala kata enge yeshu doboku teki yasetebe manti. So it's a celebration of Jesus, and at the same time, it's a celebration of the body of Jesus. Communion service is celebration service. This is my body. 
this is my body. But ladies and gentlemen, talking about that body, I'm not just seeing a body pierced with, 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 with nails and a bunch of, you know, uh, things. I, I'm seeing you. This is my body. This is my body. That body was broken for you. And now you became that body. Because it's been broken for you. And that body was so much broken for you that at the end of the day, both he that sanctified and they that were sanctified became one. And that's why you can't say a new creation is going to hell. An insult on the body. If he's really saved, he's not going to hell. His body. You know, the beauty of the emphasis God is putting on my spirit presently is this. You know, you can preach consecration, separation without condemnation. Yes, sir. You can challenge the body of Christ, elevate, drop that low level without them feeling condemned. It's like, boy, don't you get it? You are too much. It's like your child, it's like your family, you have a record. Of being excellent in maths, your child now comes home with a result that says B plus. Say, ah, 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 no, 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 no. And you start telling him stories. Your great grandfather, he was the best mathematician. Your grandfather was the best mathematician. Your father, this father, is also the best. This is not you. And God told me, he said, there will be so much revelation of heaven in these days. Hallelujah. That there will be a generation that we eagerly await is coming. Hallelujah. You know, there was a time, people, anytime the pastor said, I'm preaching about heaven, people are scared. Because it's going to end up in, are you ready? But we're still going to say, are you ready? But this, are you ready, is not from the point of view of going to hell or, no, or going to heaven. Is are you ready to meet him? Because the Bible says that for some will be ashamed at his appearance. And he's not talking about the white throne judgment. Because white throne judgment, that's hell straight. Now, his kingdom. But they are ashamed because they have not run their race. Hmm. I have a flight to cash. Lord, help me tonight. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you so sucked in into Jesus? I came, here, I, came, I came here tonight to let somebody remember himself. To remember Jesus is to remember you. Because you happen to be his body. <laughs> Don't lose yourself. Don't lose yourself. You are a new creation. You are one with Christ. He that is joined with the Lord is one with him. That body has been shared. He has been given. Now you are that body. The reason why Jesus is seated is because you are his body. And the, the amazing thing is that you are seated with him but you are still here. 
but what happens is that we forget ourselves. Just because we are here, we forget the fact that we are still him. We are here, but we are still him. It takes a man of revelation to see what I'm saying tonight. We are here, but we are still him. So that means we are here and we are not here. Colossians chapter 3. Have you forgotten yourself? I'm here to remind you of Jesus. And to remind you of Jesus, in remembrance of Jesus, is revealing you. Colossians 3. You know, God, God told me, he said, you have get so hooked on the healings and that you've forgotten the real deal. Do you get healed? Yes, you get healed. Do you get protection? You get protection. You get covered under the blood. Oh, yeah. But beyond that, you are him. <laughs> remember him. And there's no way you will remember him very well that you will not remember you. You're already yoked together. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1. Oh Jesus, help us tonight. Help us tonight. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1. He said, if then you, you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. You are seated with Christ. Now, listen. That you is not making reference to your physical body. Definitely. Is it making reference to your physical body? But, essentially, we've been taught that man is a spirit. So, based on that foundation, we can literally say that you must be your spirit. The spirit that is one with the Lord. Since it's one with the Lord, it makes sense that you are seated with him. Because it's one with him. Your spirit is one with the Lord. Is it 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 17? Say with me. Say my spirit, my spirit is, one is one with the Lord. So when Jesus sat, your spirit sat. You, as in your spirit, your core being, your real man, is seated with Christ. And I went to say, say, seek those things which above that tells you the seeking is somehow different from the spirit. Because he said, now you are already seated, but now he said, let your seeking reflect your sitting. <laughs> He said, let what you're seeking reflect what you're seeking. That means that seeking involves another component of you which is not your core you. And since the other remaining parts are body and soul, 
And technically, you can't seek with your body. So that means that seeking must be a function of the mind or the soul. The soul comprises of the mind, the will, and the emotion. The mind happens to be the, the major part of the soul. It's a seek in alignment with your seat. And verse 2 broke it down. He says, set your affection. Set your affection. Set your mind on things above where you are seated. Set your mind where your seat is. Reflect your seat in your thinking. Folks come to church thinking everything but heaven. Too much art on our minds. But I came tonight for somebody's deliverance. Now when God anoints people like me to start teaching on this, that means your deliverance is, is now. Say with me, say, Mama! Reflects heaven! And not art! Set your mind on things above. So that means there are things above and there are things below or beneath. He said, not on things on the heart. So the mere fact that you've been given a body so that you can be qualified to be on hearts does not mean you should allow your mind your mind to be here take your mind in remembrance of jesus that you have become one with take your mind where jesus is do you know that is the best place to be I've never found somebody whose mind is on above that is depressed. I'm, I'm tired. Ladies and gentlemen, when your mind is above, you'll be poor and you will not realize you are poor. I was with my mom yesterday and we we're talking, we we're just reflecting on, you know, some 25 years ago when God spoke to me to start King Sword on campus. And I said, Mommy, remember, we were living in an uncompleted building, no window, nothing. But you know what? I didn't carry myself like that. I carried myself like I was sitting on top of the whole world. Because God has just spoken to me. And what he said to me occupied my mind. That I could not see that I was in poverty. It took years later to realize, ah, boy, you are broke. I did not see it. Now I can appreciate the Macedonian church. In spite of their depth of poverty, they kept on giving because they could not see poverty. They were too much in that zone. So I came tonight to get you located in that zone, fixed in that zone, fixed, fixed, fixed. All this, your mind traveling all over heart. Those days are over. Turn to your neighbor, shake your neighbor, say the days of carnality are over. Carnality is not, not until you start sleeping with somebody who's not your wife. Oh, she's really carnal. She's sleeping like a dog. 
Ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to be sleeping around. So I said, you know, you know, some of us are very, very disciplined. Stop magnifying willpower. Magnify Christ. A lot of people are prideful in the name of holiness. Say, you know, just set your mind that you will not do it. There's a better way to live. Set your mind on Christ. A mind that is so focused on Jesus. His words. What he has done. What he's doing through his spirit. Now. For example, next month is the month of the Holy Spirit. The comforter. The great helper. I will not leave you comfortless. I will not leave you as orphanos. <laughs> I'm not an orphan. Hey, maybe you are here. None of your parents in the natural are here. God is here. I'm not an orphan. Joseph was without his father and his mother was late. But yet, the Lord was with him. And look at what he did without his father. Without his mother. He became the prime minister of the most powerful economy. Who told you you can't do so much because you don't have a brother to help you, a father to help you? Ah, bo, bo, bo. In Holy Ghost, everything was packaged. Hey, come on. This revelation is getting too much. A husband was there. A what? Single people, listen, please. Don't marry a demon just because you want to marry. Just because there is age inside marriage does not mean age is what determines you marrying. Because most people, the reason you say, ah, I'm of age, I should get married. No. What qualifies you for marriage is when you find somebody who has what it takes to compliment you. Until you find that person. I'm single unto the Lord and I'm enjoying my singleness. And when people are getting married around you, celebrate with them. But tell them, oh, you know what? I'm fine, oh, I'm really fine. Because this marriage thing is just a type and a shadow of the real thing. Because technically, we are all engaged to Jesus. If you don't believe me, when you get to heaven, ask God for permission to tell to church your wife. See whether I will grant you or not. You will say, ah, ah, you want to commit incense? Your sister. Your wife will become upgraded to your sister. And you know what? You will not miss marriage. Yeah. They came to Jesus and said, what's going to happen? If somebody marries A, and then he will divorce, and marry B, and then marry C, then when we get in the kingdom of God, who, who will be the man that will be able to, to claim him since three men, you know, shared him on that? He said, there's no such thing in the kingdom. The kingdom is too much for that low level. Uh, I'm not saying marriage is not important. But Christ and church is more important than man and wife. If a man and wife has been given so that you can have an image of Christ and church, it's still a shadow. Man and wife is never perfect. Christ and church is perfect. Perfect love. Man and wife, they have no perfect love. They are trying. So you say, ah, me and my wife, we are perfect. She has never complained. You are an oppressor. That's why. She, so she has learned the act of being oppressed. Am I right? So why will you allow marriage thing 
to now sit on your mind so much that you forget the real thing Christ and church. Everything. I am so, so, so unhappy because of my husband. Listen, gentlemen. I pray that your husband change. But in the meantime, falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Find solace in Jesus. And the spirit of Jesus, the comforter, that spirit is husband, his wife, his brother, his friend, is an all, is an everywhere spirit. All purpose spirit. And is the spirit of Jesus. Jesus said, you'll be fine, you won't miss me. Because it will do better. I cannot be everywhere because of this body. But that spirit has no body. Set your mind on heavenly things. I'm tired of people getting married and getting distracted. Getting married and displacing purpose. Getting married and developing selfishness. I'm living for my children. That's not a kingdom talk. Say, cannot talk. Lay up for yourself treasure in heaven where mortal rots cannot corrupt. I wish I can preach this message for a longer time. Are you getting what I'm saying? Set your mind on the things above Christ and the church. The word of Christ. Those are the things above. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. You are so full of that word. You are so oh to be full of, of that word is to be full of Jesus. You meditate on the words of your lover and you fall in love all over again. After all, he first loved us. Somebody needs to fall in love. He still loves you, but you, you need to fall in love by meditating on what he said in love. You know, when we say we're standing on the word, we're literally standing on love. Because everything he promised, he promised it because he loves us. So there are promises of a loved one. Hey, I'm standing on love. Have you noticed that when you really meditate, I'm not talking about Bible reading. When you really meditate, you become happy. In fact, there's a better word, joyful. Come on, talk to me. And you become peaceful. There's no way you will spend time in the world and anxiety can stay. Hey, anxiety is there because of earthly things. Earthly things have been sitting on your mind. Hey, bills to pay, needs to take care of. Get your minds off need. Jesus told you. He said your heavenly father cares for you. If the lilies of the field, the birds of the air are taking care of, how much more you? Boy, your mind was not created to embrace things. Your mind was created to latch on him. Put your mind on him. I remember Jesus. So if you really want to remember Jesus tonight, leave this communion service and keep Jesus on your mind. All the way. I set not my affection 
on things beneath. There's a lot of problem. And it's because you have been meditating on all the problem. And I tell you, there's no spirituality that will deliver you from all the problem. Technically. Because in this world, you shall have problems. Is that in your Bible? John 16, 33. There's no such thing as, from today, you will never encounter an affliction again. It's a lie. Because the scripture says in Psalm 34, is that many are the afflictions of the righteous. In fact, your status righteous is attractive to what? Affliction. The Bible says in Mark chapter 4, verse 17, is that affliction and persecution arose for the world's sake. You are in the zone of trouble. So stop acting surprised when you see trouble. You know what you, do, you need to do? Just take your mind off the trouble and put it on Jesus. He knows how to... He said, cast your cares on me. Don't worry. The trouble part, I've overcome the world. He's just acting up. Get on your feet. Remember Jesus. I wish I could spend more time tonight. But did you get something out of tonight? Let's remember Jesus tonight and be thankful. The one that loved us so much and gave his life for us. The one that is committed to us all the time. That spoke his promises to us in love. The one that says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will come to you in my spirit. You will have a companion forever. 24-7. Some of you, you claim you have a best friend. Listen, the best friend is the Holy Spirit. Your best friend still sleeps. But this one never sleeps. He's there all the time. When you are sleeping, he's watching over you. Ah, what a friend in Jesus. We say what a friend in Jesus, but technically he's a friend in the spirit of Jesus. Because Jesus is seated in heaven, but he has a spirit walking with us all the time. Boy, set your mind on heavenly things. Stop seeing needs, stop seeing challenges. See Jesus magnified. Jesus who finished it. Jesus who has settled it. Jesus who is committed to you. And you know when you, when you dwell on that, you will break out in thanksgiving all the time. Communion time will be more meaningful. Do you know the amazing thing? Your primary focus is not the things you need from Jesus, but Jesus himself, his person, in remembrance of me. But in the process of remembering him, it just happens that he does not come alone. He always comes bearing gifts. There will be healing on one side, prosperity on the other side, a shield around you, you know, that comes with the package. Why not just go for Jesus and get every other thing you will ever need? He's got it all. An all-purpose friend. A friend that has strength in all things. He does not specialize in some and weak in the rest. He knows about everything. He says... Is the spirit of truth. He will reveal all things. All things. Is it possible? It's possible. That's how heaven is. Is this art that there's limitation? That spirit that came from heaven, that settled on saints on the day of, of Pentecost, that spirit is too much spirit. He knows about everything, he knows geography, he knows history. He knows social studies. <laughs> he knows you from now till the end. He knows about what you are going to encounter tomorrow. And he knows how to prepare you for tomorrow. 
remember Jesus. The one that says, and I will pray the Father that he may give unto you another comforter. This Jesus is too much. They are planning to kill him and he's still thinking about me. Oh, you didn't hear me. He was about to die. I rather think about himself. Oh, what's going to happen? He snapped out of it quickly and started thinking about your future. He said, okay, okay, okay. You will need to be kept even after I might have left. So you know what? I'm going to make sure a priority is this. The moment I resurrect, I'll make sure the Father releases your Clive companion. You'll be fine. Can you imagine Peter and the, the rest of the distracted disciples, John 21? They went back at fishing. And in his glorified body, pastors that don't visit, I don't know where you learn your pastoring skills. Oh. Jesus came to visit his distracted disciples that he had poured into for three and a half years. And yet, he joined their fellowship. He even cooked fish for them. And he asked Peter, do you love me? Peter said, ah, I feel you. Do you know when he said it, he said, do you? He said, Peter, do you agape me? But Peter, based on his level, can only do feel you. Go and read it. He said, I feel you. And he asked again, do you agape me? He said, I feel you. And don't blame him. He's being real. And Jesus, the third time, when God showed me recently, I said, wow. The third time, he did not go for agape. He said, do you feel me at least? I mean, do you feel me at least? I can understand you might not be able to agape now. But soon you'll be able to agape. Because my spirit is going to descend upon you. And it's going to fill you through you. Then you'll be able to feel me. I mean, agape me. So the third time, rather than say, do you agape me? Say, at least do you feel me? And Peter said, yes, I can do that. It was sorrowful because he was feeling it. Ah, he's asking for agape. I can't supply agape. I feel you. I feel you. This is okay, okay, okay. I understand. No condemnation. At least do you feel me? And Peter said, yes, I, f- I feel you. He said, okay, okay. I can live with that for now. But tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power. Then you will, you will see your real potential. You might not be able to do agape now, but you will soon start doing agape. The same Peter that was so weak now has a companion in the Holy Spirit. Look at the message he preached. Hey! 3,000 people got saved. He ran from three maids. Three small people. Now, 3,000 people followed him. Who are these men and turned their world upside down? Philip, hands have been laid on him. They, were only, they thought they were just laying hands to release the ministry of administration. But in the process, everything came together. He did more than administration. They thought they were only laying hands on him to serve table. Boy, that boy was a preacher. He preached heaven open. Jesus. He saw Jesus in his full glory. And he said, can I come home? Jesus said, it's okay, it's okay. He preached himself to rapture. It was not their stones that killed him. He saw glory. Men, ordinary men, did wonders. Paul was preaching in Acts chapter 20. He preached almost all day till midnight, the Bible says. We are reading from verse 19. A man fell asleep. I hope nobody's going to fall asleep today and fall from the third floor. But that man fell from the third floor. He just calmly left the podium and stretched on him. He 
said, life is within him. And stood up and kept on preaching. And the man that was pronounced dead a few minutes ago was walking around like nothing had happened. Oh, many glorified God. Who are these men? They are men from another world. Men that have been possessed by heaven. Scary men, if I can borrow that word. He went from city to city. They prophesy. Tribulations and afflictions are waiting for you in the next city. He said, it's okay. Do you know what he told them? He said, I've served the Lord with all humility. With tears and trials. And none of these things move me. Neither do I count my life dear unto myself. Fixed on heaven. Earthly things meant nothing. Boy, are you so attached to earthly things that you can't see heaven? I came tonight as I leave this nation on this mission. God told me, he said, if you will elevate and take your mind where your spirit is, you will see wonders in 2018. You will see manifestations that will shake your world, shake your environment, shake your city, shake everything around you. People will come to discover the real you. Because now you have allowed your mind to sit where your spirit is already seated. I know you are one with God. Let's take our minds along. Let's stop dwelling on earthly things. I know you do earthly jobs, but don't allow earthly things to control you. God says, I know your situation. I can feel your infirmities. I partook in body too. I know what it means to be divided, to have to struggle between heaven and earth. And that's why I gave you my spirit. And that's why I'm your high priest. That's why I pleaded that you needed the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit was supplied. So you will be fine. Don't dwell on earthly things. Rise above. Rise above that affliction. Rise above that trial. Rise above that pressure. Rise above whatever is going around you. It's time to soar to where you belong. Divine elevation. That is what is really all about. Elevate in your mind. Rise to where your spirit is already situated. In remembrance of Jesus who is there. Stick with him there. Let your mind stay with him all the time. Have you been blessed tonight? Did you get something from heaven tonight? So as you partake of this communion, let there be a desire. Jesus, I'm rising in my mind. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone. 234 810